my loves, and welcome to the podcast, All Things Empath. I am your host and healing mentor, Laura Ann, and I created All Things Empath to be a space where sensitives and empaths can come and receive guidance, love, and support on their own healing and empowerment journeys. Whether with just me or one of my guests, we show up in vulnerability to share our own stories and insights with the intention of creating a network of support for you, dear listener. Because feeling all the feels, healing from past trauma, old patterns, and learning how to navigate and fully step into your sensitivity superpowers can feel super confusing and sometimes, honestly, super lonely. But you are not alone. There are more and more of us sensitives and empaths waking up every day. And the work you're doing to heal yourself and claim your power is the work that will transform not only you, but the entire world. And it's why we're here. So I invite you to join me on the sacred journey of self-discovery, self-love, and self-healing. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll do it all together. I'm so happy you're here. Enjoy. This was such an amazing episode to record for y'all, and I can't wait for you to hear it. This is a conversation, an interview with the second guest ever on All Things Empath, my dear, dear friend, Om Quilio. She is a singer, songwriter, and ancestral medium. We met years ago in Austin, Texas, and in thinking about this conversation after after we've had it and, and going back and listening, I, I did want to share that Om is so gifted and transparent, and I, I really treasure our friendship. And she was one of the people on my path of discovery and healing and, and realizing that I am an empath. And she was one of the people on my path who helped to give me the courage to fully show up as my empath self and step into my gifts. And there's a little bit of a conversation that we have uh, in this episode around, you know, what society and culture tells us is acceptable and, you know, different levels of how we show up within ourselves and in the world based on that. And she definitely has led by example with this. And, um, and she just shows up so authentically as herself. And this is such a powerful conversation. Lots of things are gone over in this episode, uh, all over the spectrum of things. So I am thrilled to be able to share this content with y'all. And I hope that you have an absolutely beautiful weekend. And I'm sending you so much love and light. Enjoy. Hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode of All Things Empath. Ah, my heart is so full and overflowing with joy to introduce you to our guest today, a very dear friend of mine, Om Quilio. She, it feels like a lifetime ago, in Austin, Texas, uh, Om is a singer, songwriter, and ancestral medium, and just an absolute light on this earth. And um, I feel blessed to call you friend. And I am so, so grateful for your presence here today with us. And yeah, we're both just, (laughs) (laughs) the love is palpable. (laughs) So welcome, welcome. How are you? Hi, thank you for the beautiful beautiful entry uh, message I'm so good um, ever expanding you know it is like what a six years it's been in the world since we've met each other <laughs> yeah and time these past few years has been really bizarre for everybody with all the and so I often ask what is time and then that question it really I feel like in the last two years has really been surfacing a lot a lot a lot I mean yeah, I have six different roads I could go down about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we travel too far down the road about time, 
I'd love to invite you to just share a little bit about yourself and your journey. Um, you know, I was I was telling you before that one of the intentions in my creation of this podcast is to not only share the tools and resources that I found along my own healing and empowerment journey, but to also, you know, in these conversations with fellow empaths and sensitives to really show folks listening how our sensitivity is a superpower and is a part of our purpose. It's connected to why we're here and that it's something that can really empower us to live a life that feels in alignment and really good when we lean into our gifts. That's not something that our society and our culture teaches us to do. Yeah. Real talk. Um, yeah. So I'd love to just, yeah, hear from you about your your experience, who you are. Ooh, let's freaking go. Let's take the top off. <laughs> the top off really is. Um, yeah, so I'm a um, uh, person. I was born Olivia. It is, I guess, so to speak, a dead name at this point, but I'm also just not that person anymore. Mm. Um, a huge mm -hmm. part of that was getting on a healing wagon, we could say, so to speak, um, when I was about 24. I've been performing you know, my whole life, and it, it was always um, a way to self-soothe out of trauma. Mm. Uh, well, I didn't know that, though, because um, the other self-soothing part was like a complete dissociation from the reality I was experiencing and like making it a lot, a lot sunnier than it was um, for me. Uh, but also because and I I know this is true for sensitive folks and it's and empathic folks, you know, everybody that's that's more deeply. I think about spectrum sometimes as like rivers also, you know, there's mm -hmm. the length from side to side, but some parts on the spectrum, like the water is only so deep, mm -hmm. um, you know? And for us, I feel like it's like, no matter what part of the spectrum, um, if you are sensitive, it's like, even when we go to the parts of the spectrum where the water is shallow, it's like us deepening our own, drop the bottom out and it's like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> 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 All of that to say, um, I sort of, you know, had been performing worked myself into a, a pretty livable station, if that makes sense, of existence, mm -hmm. where I had accepted a certain amount of poverty because of the story of um, creatives, and I was always, like, you know, living on a prayer and getting in my car and writing all these songs, and I'd live and I'd die for this, and, like, you know, while all of that is still true, um, there was, like, a complete abandon there for inner safety, <laughs> and... Uh, I had always been, you know, juggling careers to support the songwriting and the touring. And I discovered energy work on one tour by receiving a session. It was in Austin, so this is perfect, you know. <laughs> and it was before I moved there. Um, and the per I've been noticing synchronicities my whole life, numbers, all of that stuff. Um, and the person, I looked at them, they were also a singer-songwriter, and I, I was like, when's your birthday? It was one of the first times I was like reaching into my own intuitive container being like, I'm feeling something. And instead of, sorry, the roofers are better outside. Oh. <laughs> instead of being like, I'm going to judge this feeling in a very typical sort of society program way of like, this is weird. Or like, <laughs> I, I was just like, no, I'm going to go ahead. I'm like, when's your birthday? And this person looked right back at me straight in the eyes and was like, August 22nd. Wow. So I was like, something. I was like, nah, 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 because it just confirmed this feeling that I had, like a knowing that like something was aligned here. And I got the, that person ended up, their father, like, had a huge energy work business and the whole thing. They offered to work on me, you know, for free, um, just to see if I liked it. And I'd been reading tarot and doing the things at the time, but the energy really cued something for me in my brain. And I kind of straight away, within like four or five months, started getting certified in that modality. And uh, 
we were off to the races, so to speak. And in that time, I realized and started to remember that there was just a whole cavern of stuff in the brain that had been completely blocked out. Mm. And, it, you know, uh, without getting too much into it at this moment, it just like an unimaginable amount of things, a reality that would be hard to even sort of conceptualize in a movie, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And it, you know, up until, Laura, up until about three or four months ago, I was still remembering things. Mm. Um, and for me, I understand that a huge part of this is because through, through, through the getting certified in the, uh, the energy work modality, I was removing specifically trapped emotions from the subconscious and doing a bunch of sample work on people. By the time I started to realize that I had blocked out a bunch of stuff, I sort of have been on this congruent path with spirit ever since then, where I will have to take time off and not read people. And I never knew I was reading people until I started doing the work where I'd remove an emotion. And there's an ancestor from like eight generations back here, and then your dog, and then this, and then this, and then this. Fellow, <laughs> you were like, oh no, that's, that's different. <laughs> That's another thing that you're doing. And I was like, oh, so my ability to remember everything and soothe myself and work with other practitioners and heal myself, because I've tried to leave the psychic medium part behind a million times and just say, this was just a gift for me. That's mm. it. I don't, it's like, nah, nah. It's, it's beautiful to get on video with other folks and just bring them the thing. I can see. Um, because they can see them too, right? That's like the cool thing about tapping into your sensitivity is like, it's a language which is all your own. That's always supporting you. And that's part of the um, epic sensitivity. Yes, energetic language, all your own. There's so many good gems and everything you've just shared. Thank you so much for yes. that open, vulnerable share. Like, and, and I don't know, this is your experience, but when I, so here, I don't write this down actually so I don't forget. Because um, I want to go back before I come into that and just like touch on a couple of the pieces that are, that really resonate with my own experience and that I feel like, you know, might be happening for other people and that those little pings of those intuitive hits and the coincidences and the synchronicities and the serendipity really coming through and how we like you were saying like that's just weird like you know like we're so conditioned to not even to just completely discount it and not give it any credit and not to look at it and not to invite inquiry and as soon as we start to listen it's kind of mind-blowing how how much insight and power we each actually are gifted with and when we start to listen to those messages and see the confirmation, it completely shifts the course of your life. One of the most impactful experiences I've, I've had, and, and not only just in like the course of my life, but even in like a healing session, there's that doubt where I'll get a hit or I'll wanna move in a certain direction or I'll have this thing and you need to do this. And I'm like, well, I've never done that before. I don't even know what the hell that is. Like, why, why am I doing this? But I do it because I've learned to try I've learned to have faith in my my intuitive gifts and without fail every time I do there's confirmation from the person in that session right and the more we do it the more we have confidence just this beautiful reciprocal just incredible love relationship with the higher self with source with with the person that we're in relationship with in that session as well um, and so, yeah, just a little, like, if you're out there listening and you have those moments of doubt where you're like, this is weird. <laughs> or like, why, why should I listen to this? Or this is crazy. Like, just take a second, take a breath, and take the leap and see what happens. 100%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Those little yeah. breadcrumbs. I've got a weird breadcrumb in this moment 
Okay. And it's, it's not about judgment. It's just about a certain kind of discernment. Um, of that that weirdness attitude, that reaction. This is so weird. This is blah blah. Um, I think those listening, I'm just getting I'm getting a hit right now that it's important to understand your own relationship, right? To detecting. Um, energy within yourself, the the mm-hmm. initial urge to judge where that intuition is coming from, but also to be able to quickly and detect it in other folks, because it's not not necessary to play with it. You can, you, you can, but there's no use convincing it. Wow, it's like I'm taking the leap in this moment, but spirit just keeps saying, you know, if it sounds like something somebody would say on a reality show, there's, you know, there's no need to, because that's what I imagine always is like the housewives sitting down and it, it's not about anybody's lifestyle of a certain level or anything being bad, but it's just that like we live in a reality right now where much of the media is women specifically with each other to talk about not nothing. Mm-hmm. Like these non-nuances, but nuances between like sort of this really wide extrication of... Um, drama kind of like creating realities that aren't there and really i think it's like that's i can get into the empath yeah. i find that media to be all consuming arousing um addictive you know so and i think that that i see that parallel in society millennial generation in particular that to run to um is <laughs> It's really tempting because there are a lot of folks that are living there yeah. and, and a lot of in their minds also make a bunch of money and mm-hmm. look successful, you know, yeah. and that's part of that's part of the cover. So I'm just saying that, I don't know, to folks, but especially in this country in America, because like we can't teach each other unless we first embody who we are. So if you can't care for yourself about like that, I just yeah. think it's really that discernment piece is so important and it, it can feel so challenging when we are really sensitive to picking up those energies. And so again, just that, that invitation of inquiry, not just accepting that voice at face value of like, whose voice is this? What's the, why, why are they saying that? What's the, you know, and, and making the choice and realizing, I think for me, that was like, it sounds so simple and obvious when I say it out loud, but it took me a really long time to get there. And I think it was a, a big shift once I had the realization that I get to choose what I accept. I get to choose what I integrate. And again, it's not about, like you're saying, it's not a value judgment. If the voice is mine or isn't mine, like whatever, inner critic, somebody else's judgment seeping through, like, yeah but I still get to choose how I invite those words into my heart and what I take from them. And, you know, it can be that I take, I'm just standing in my power and saying I'm not available for that right now. And in and of itself, that's a beautiful lesson. Or it could be realizing uh, it's an epiphany that, you know, it's a voice from someone in my past. And I'll have, and then a memory will surface and I'm like, oh my God. And then I'll have this incredible healing experience through, through just being curious. And I think that's a theme that comes up a lot, a lot, a lot. And it's linked to discernment. The more we open ourselves up to, to that curiosity of our experience rather than just, and because that's what empowerment is. It's about that space, embodying more of that space between what we're experiencing in our external reality, what we're experiencing in our internal reality, and then the and the reaction that's happening between those two. And rather than just immediately jumping into reaction. And it comes, I think, when you're talking about that memory piece, um, I wanted to come back to that because that was, you know, it's a very common experience for us as sensitives to through our traumatic experiences. I talk about all the time how we were really forged in the fire of trauma. And one of the things in our physical, like incarnated forms that, that allows us to, to survive those experiences and 
come to the place that we are now to now heal and transmute and transform all of that energy is disassociation. It's a coping mechanism. It's a survival strategy. Often we have like so many memories under the surface um, and, and creating and everybody has their own path to, to if and when those memories surface. And then, you know, with the healing integration that happens, that space that you were talking about is, is so, so important. Um, and, and I love talking, hearing you talk about kind of the, the trail and the, the flow of that path that through the energetic healing and, and really led you to embracing your gifts as a psychic medium and that language that you have. And this is what I was going to ask earlier. I mean, I find when I, when I don't use my gifts, I feel really shitty. Like if I, it's like, um, it's like a garden hose, you know, where you've got a kink in the hose and there's all this buildup of pressure and then shit happens. Like then, then stuff starts to like in my physical form, things start to manifest. Um, and for me, it, it comes into inflammation in my body. It comes into uh, self-harming thoughts and behaviors and depression and anxiety and, and a feeling of density um, and, uh, and cloudiness. Um, and when I am in alignment and I'm in my purpose and I'm using my gifts and I'm allowing that energy to flow and to move, I feel so fucking good. It's like, and when you're in a session with someone as a channel, you know, you, you're receiving, I mean, if there's just so much, the, the love, divine love and source energy coming through is so incredibly healing. Um, and so it's one of the beautiful things about being a sensitive and being deeply empathic is as we use our gifts to heal, we heal ourselves. And as we heal ourselves, we heal the people in the world around us. Uh, so much to say. Thank you so much. Um, and I guess I will like just want to say before I say this, this is a little heavy listeners um, that are coming on, but uh, you know, I would speakable um, in terms of how much Trump is. Um, mm-hmm. So to me, there were levels of one, like, dis- but then just split. It's like a much deeper thing where it's like, okay, cool. This part of my brain has like split off from the rest of functioning. And I mean, that in a logical way, like I've been retraining the right side of my body to like be an authority. So there was this interesting, like, I know I'm climbing on this mountain, but sometimes I'm warned that if I don't get in this cave, the avalanche is going to kill me, if that makes sense. Yeah. So there have been times when you, and I'm like, I know you can relate to this experience, but it's like, I'm being backed up because I'm not using gift, but like, if I don't sit with this backed up information, if I don't sit with what's trying to be released, like, the gift isn't coming back. It's not that permanent, but that's how it always feels to me. It feels very life and death. Um, I felt that way. I understand that I've beyond that um but it it was it's how i cleaned it like yeah uh, spirit really firm with me (laughs) (laughs) there we are well and that's something that like uh has been (laughs) it's been trepidatious for in this time uh because i was working you know I was working for four years spiritually with folks before the pandemic started. And I'd always been told about the time-space reality shrinking and becoming much more manifestable, so to speak, in that you think something appears. But much because so much of the earth energy that needed to leave and was stagnating us collectively. So when 2020 happened, I was openly sobbing for days out of relief because I could feel what was about to happen. Of course, here we are two years later. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still, it's it's still happening. People, people are like, like, oh, I'm turning to psychic. Like, what I want, 
and what I feel through my spirit a lot. And it's a big, I've tried to interpret it as, um, what I understand is that it's like a determined knowing and excitement that you don't need to be an empath to connect your intuition. You don't need to have a spiritual path. You don't need to have had trauma to connect your intuition. And I think for a lot of us that came in the way you, it was like naming that first was stay in. Yes. But some folks feel sorry for the expletives. No, it's okay. Folks, I drop f bombs all the time. <laughs> thank you. Okay, cool. We're not here. Um, it's like folks. Some folks like feel very intimidated, inundated, and touched in the wrong way by put all that stuff on the outside of them because they're like a huge part about being an empath, right? Is like. And some of us yeah. come with that first for that like, we know how to protect ourselves. And I, a lot of humans right now are feeling that for the first time, this big amount of energy that wants to be sucked out of them, pulled out of them. Both know that stuff makes you crazy. Do its work. Mm. <laughs> so um, I guess for anybody, I would like to say like your gifts are, they are gifts, uh, but whoa mamas situation they are yeah because yes. until four months ago i was like not a psychic medium anymore i sort of had this idea that i'm just cleaning out this part position again and like they work together yeah i think i do get backed up but still split be so multi-dimensional yeah and was also determined that i wasn't that uh, so I like forest floor, you know, in the dusk dark, and we're all fumbling. So let's like, keep fumbling. Mm-hmm. I you can find that. the discernment to like, yeah, don't take yourself, you know, yeah. try not to pursue uh, dangerous situations <laughs> as you learn yeah. what they are. But um, multiple times with both music and the mediumship to die. So to speak, like I, yeah, all of those, like this, over at the beginning, um, in so many ways, and now happy to read for people because, because it's like it's simple, but it didn't feel simple before. Yeah, no, I love there's so so much <laughs> insight there. Like some of the big things, you know, talking about, you know, this, that, the seasons of death and like the, the death and rebirth and, you know, time isn't linear, healing isn't linear. There's this continuing like spiraling vortex that's happening. And, you know, we, we are moving out of the age where suffering is the creation into gifts. Like that's, you know, won't have to be forged in trauma to be connected to their gifts. And so, you know, that I think it's a story that it's good to understand right now. And what has been my experience has been your experience, but we're doing the work to shift our inner reality, to co-create a new shared reality so that future generations don't have to be initiated by trauma. Amen. 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 And I want to hear more if, if you can share about the relationship between your gifts and your music. Cause y'all please check out Ohms where we're, she'll share more about her, how to hear her music. So powerful, so gorgeous. Just like, just connects to my heart and my soul from the first, I actually met you for the first time in a musical setting. It was during South by Southwest at a mutual friend's house who had that concert in their yard. And you were inside playing a set. My dad was visiting in Austin for South by Southwest. And that was the first time. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. Can I tell you though, the singer songwriter that was there um, perform was the person I was talking about with the same birthday. 
What? Oh my gosh, I love it. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. And as it happened, Yoni already. So I was like, what if we have this person to the bill? I know them. And Yoni was like, oh, I know that person. <laughs> it was just like hella chills right now. Very interconnected. I yeah. <laughs> well, that was the first time I met you. And I just like, I fell in love with you. Your music is so incredible. And it just spoke to me mind body and soul and my dad has a huge crush on you like a dad crush <laughs> like he asks me still like how's your friend <laughs> like, he still calls you olivia but he's not super tapped into your life so um but yeah so it's just your music is 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 such a powerful medium and uh your voice i've heard it's it's so beautiful um, to listen to the shifts and the seasons of, of death and rebirth as reflected through your through your art. So I'd love to hear more about that. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Wow. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a writing machine when it comes to songwriting. I don't stop. It's one of those things. Um, it's a mechanism that's always working on Sort of like mm -hmm. the way that like you can always, people don't turn their computer off anymore. Remember when people used to shut down the desktop at night? This is like, and I've accepted this because I understand that this is divine. But for a while, I really disliked this part of me because because I was like, stop, stop healing me all the time. Stop trying to write it. And it's like, well, it was also a coping mechanism for so long. Yeah, yeah. It offered joy, you know, because it's like to folks is sonically energetically what i'm doing with songwriting is i'm taking the feeling the whole ish of an experience and i'm lassoing it in and making a container for it so that it feels like a cute little trinket keychain that you can just bop to or like cry for two minutes and then not that i deal with not deal with but that's a huge part of my healing for my life um, but it needed to end, you know, in 2016, when I got into the healing work, I started writing different kinds of songs, you know, songs that were like really bathing in the of like the divine experience of being here. And there had always been that in my music, this like, it's to be present and be here. And I'm a raw former. Um, yeah. It's uh, just like an that I've also tried to disown, but I can't. There's a raw, sensual element to me, performer. Um, so, like, worked in terms of feeling and also worked in terms of, like, getting feeling back. Mm. I started to remember that it was more triggered. It was like, I didn't want this energy from people. This thing. So when I moved from Austin, I was only there for years living, but I had toured through there a bunch in like the couple years previous or the years previous. So like, I really had like a five year relationship with Austin um, that I knew just like kind of had to end. <laughs> when I left, I was like, this is done. I'm not playing music I'm, because my body was so tired. And I realized yeah. it was because I've been doing it that way. I've been doing it in the way that people wanted. And up until recently, too, there was a similar death with, with psychic mediumship, where I was like, I was still curtailing it to the way folks wanted on the inside for their egos, and spirit is asking to deliver it. Mm. So I've been writing an album during this whole time, in the six years, it's called Side, and you've heard and know most of these songs. It's like a true album, um, meaning that. I've recorded it six times, and I think the last time was the real time, but we'll see. That's kind of the thing. Like, am I enough in truths of myself, life, and abundance, and and me, and like the ever knowing divine now? Is that soaked in here? Can I deliver that today? Is this the recording that folks need to hear? Um, as you can imagine, I'm a so mm. it's been teaching me to let go, um, but also to be discerning. 
beautiful at this entity that's like working with me um and i recorded that here in my apartment um about a month ago to my producer troy pole and he is wonderful um that and that was a huge part of like finally getting the music out was finding someone who can actually mix and master my voice specifically the way i want and like here's what i'm wow. hearing when i write so that was a huge bridge you know it's like i can do what i do in front of a mic but i've been really like sort of taken advantage of by previous collaborators mm -hmm. <laughs> misogynistic way mm -hmm. uh but it mirrored my kid um, yeah, yeah. now with this abandon of like we're really pursuing this album i'm really working with someone who cares um we kind of recording and my identity was not compromised but like you know it's just like oh wow okay and the spirit was like i'm a healing journey closing up all of these things and wow yeah it's been so nice because honestly laura you know in the years of performing and this olivia that was singing and songwriting and it was just as good it's still me the same person yeah. mm -hmm. i just had to do so much to be that person and survive my trauma simultaneously. And a lot of it was hiding and pretending that I was like, I'm like, mm. you're tapped in for other folks and you, the energy to be there is like, what a nightmare. Recipe for burnout. <laughs> and burnout too. Like I, I've discovered obviously, and I say obviously because, you know, I think anybody to my life path must at least be guessing somewhere like, what type of human always been like trained to be masking everywhere um, yeah yeah so yeah now it's like with this album recorded and my clarity back on all levels and being able to do both at once the readings and the music it's like i just have i'm like oh yeah that's gonna be this album it'll be this and it's like oh, it's so nice <laughs> it sounds so nice it is and I could just see, like, when you talk about it, that just the light and the the movement and the way you're just existing in your space is so different in the way you're, when you're talking about how it is now versus how it used to be. Imagine what it was like to witness me that, um, like, you've said some things to me before where you there in reference to yourself yeah. it's like yeah yeah i don't know, <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I love her but i love her a yeah. lot but <laughs> i'm like <laughs> yeah and like but also <laughs> i mean i i want to say this to folks too i don't and i don't know if this is your experience laura you're in Asheville now um mm -hmm. which is smaller right population wise than austin not much, much but it is isn't it Quite a lot, actually. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a much smaller community, much smaller city. And I think part of that too is just the topography, like the yes. the the ability to just. I think about like a puddle of ice cream, like melting on the flat ground, versus a scoop of ice cream like melting in a I don't know in a dish. Like there's only there's not as much sprawl that can happen um exactly. there's only so many places you can build houses here because of the mountains and the the yeah. steep and um but it is it is growing quickly yeah i love Asheville. i mean right i, I like i'm like i need to, the population i need the numbers it's me this is me um <laughs> uh, Asheville population Asheville kind of feels like Austin did 15 years ago. 92,000. There's only 100,000 people, and that is a generous. That's, that's cool. That's 10% less. I mean, nine you had in Austin. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel that? I do. <laughs> feel it. It's really nice. And the mountains. You know, I moved here sight unseen, and the moment that I stepped on the earth here, I had this this voice and this feeling of welcome home. Yeah. 
And we talked uh, a little bit about that before I moved, you know, it was just like the, the mountains here, really, they were a beacon that were calling me. And, um, it was, it was also time for me to end my relationship with Austin as well. Yeah. I feel like Austin do a bunch of like ever enduring situationships, but like a relationship, I don't I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, cause that's what I've tried to build a relationship with that. I felt like yeah. it was like just going on in like a weird eight month relationship with like the city in this way. And then again, in this, mm-hmm. and then again, but yeah. I went through a lot of deaths. I went through a lot of different cycles in the decade that I lived there, for sure. Um, There is something I said a minute ago that I wanted that, like, Ping, you were talking about music and da-da-da, and then the word bridge came up, and it came back to something you had said when we were talking earlier, and something that my last guest, also named Laura, was talking about of, you know, sensitives, empaths, I mean, humans really, but those of us who, who are dialed in and who are, you know, wanting to deepen that awareness, we're the bridge between the physical and the metaphysical. And I'm so interested when I think about music for me, and I, it's in my chart, my star chart. It's one of the things I'm wired. It's like music is a part of my healing. And I, and I think it has this unique power to do that for everyone. Um, And that music can be like a manifestation of that bridge that that can make that bridge feel more tangible you know in the space between we keep talking about that space between right of of what what it is we're experiencing in our our inner reality and in our external experience and that music is is the great integrator of that how does that land for you what do, what do you think about that Oh, absolutely. You know, it's funny for me because um, I live a pretty isolated life. So I don't know about the metaphysical experience that mine in particular with a lot of folks. Um, so everything you were saying, I was like, and you know, it's like, right, duh, 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 duh. And not duh in a bad way. It's just like, ah, yeah. I was like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and, and more so that like, um, I don't, I'm sure you've experienced this, but for other folks too that are on their path, like, you know, in the beginning, when you start getting these energy hits, or when you start, um, say, being really transforming your internal response, your pains from terrified to curious. Yeah. <laughs> journey. It's like when you first start getting, we can say downloads, but information receiving. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting experience of like, <laughs> <laughs> you've seen me that way like you and I have both been like screaming about something that we're feeling in the spiritual and something happened with me where it doesn't hit like that anymore mm-hmm. it's like a big old raindrop in a big pond and I'm like yep yes mm-hmm. yes it is the divine bridge um I mean sonically speaking sound heals that's mm-hmm. a thing you know and in a nursing home, a couple nursing homes as a music therapist early 20s in the few years before I moved to Texas and connections then where I'd be like, so weird, you know, Mr. Johnson only like, I only ever play songs from Mr. Johnson that are in the key and then it'd be like, oh, well, F like that resonates chakra, Mr. So-and-so for condition you know and like somebody in the building another person that was on the activity staff with me was like you're a healer you know that right and I was like all right freaky like nah 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 <laughs> yes how many of us right? have had those experiences before yes. we were ready to like open our eyes to it where other people kept saying again and again <laughs> and you're like uh uh <laughs> it was like it freaked me out because I provide passion and peace around the people but I never wanted I never allowed responsibility for my goodness because I part how my parents excuse me <coughs> consistently changing the narrative to be like I'm causing the problems yeah. um, you couldn't possibly be good and I re- that was really fired in there it couldn't possibly be me that's actually doing um, a lot of energy while we're talking Thanks so much. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you. 
Yeah, so the bridge is like, it's very true. Um, I was talking as well a couple days ago about, you know, before I was like doing the spiritual work, people who were living, folks that were on drugs, <coughs> sort of psychedelic, would come from a show, especially if I was like playing band or something like that, and they'd be like, you're an angel. And I'd be like, oh, right. And it's like, yeah. oh, they, they can harness, harnessing, yeah. breaking down. But I was just so, that was, it was keeping me alive. Because yeah. that was like the only, had to like, really yeah. source energy, you know? So I, I would say absolutely. I've experienced playing shows since 2020, the few shows I have played. I'm in a much bigger zen uh, than I was before. So like the was really spread out. And I was closed. I was playing a super show about a year and a half ago, or a year ago, when I opened my eyes. Because I got a stillness that had set into the room with everybody. And I looked up, and everybody in the room had their eyes closed. And I could see the thing that was leaving everybody's. So, like, wow. what Yeah, yeah, right? Um, it's, it's a bridge for, like, your like this quantum level immediate transmutation and what i tell folks at my shows is this and what i tell folks recordings is this these are meant to help you integrate bigger truths in a quicker amount of time they're spells so if you set the intention to let the sound all the way over like you would when you're getting a massage or something then like you will you will be, and it's not forced to integrate. It's like it activates the experience of integrating. And that's just fucking it. And then if you want to talk about your ancestors with me, that'll be another thing, you know? But it's like, I've always, I'm very, I'm very humbled to be living this, this life. Um, you know, it's, uh, and I'm also very humbled at this point to not really give a fuck about what anybody thinks about it. Cause that, that had been the biggest block, you know? you know, go and be and flow. And, you know, when you're not like, are they, what are they, who, what, uh, you know, you, there's that constant feeling of having to deflect and contract. And, you know, when you're in that state, the, the receiving, the expansion, the creation is blocked. And I like, I want to talk about the quantum realm because that is so important. And, um, you know, when we're, when we're talking about creating and manifesting and co-creating, new realities inner outer realities and like the power of music and your music specifically because you're so i mean it's just it's it's so steeped with intention and energy and and it's so pure um and so and and that that bridge of connecting to feeling so listening to your music with that intention and that openness to receive, it's, it's, it's like a, a tool to help you connect with your own, with your own heart, but also um, your pituitary gland and like your ability to, to actually emote a new reality into existence. Yeah. Hey, thanks for saying pituitary gland there. Did you mean to say pituitary gland? Yeah. Okay. That's really blowing my mind. Do you mind if I share something like personal about my healing journey here? I would love that. Cool. So I'm giving Laura right now, just for anybody that's listening, like I've gone completely, that's so Raven and I'm looking off into a distance point that doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> I usually, I'll like, I'll like, mm, it's like, I do that also. <laughs> people are like what are you looking at? i'm like oh spirit's just telling me something nothing <laughs> uh, but yeah this is a little heavy um but i don't and i'm saying that just because i think this is heavy in a way of like being able to talk about it in a more in in layman's terms so to speak mm -hmm. i guess okay but the, Pituitary gland, um, both of my parents uh, have had and experienced mega brain injuries in their life. Uh, my father had a pituitary gland tumor. Um, it was removed when I was three. It's a condition called acromegaly. It's the same mm -hmm. 
condition that like Andre the Giant had, it's giantism. Yeah. You will just keep growing. Um, and my mom had a brain aneurysm when I was 19, which is a, a hereditary condition. It's happened, it skips generations sort of thing. So part of the initiative of me getting into energy work was that when I had first done this session for free, focus on my brain. This practitioner kept saying, like looking at me and saying specific things, like you have to stop taking this drug or you have to stop. And it's like, okay. And as I started to understand inherited trauma, because that's why mm-hmm. like, I do the ancestral work specifically. It's like, I want people to be released and be free by having a conversation with their ancestors, understanding not only like you said, the discernment is great in terms of understanding when folks seeping into you or when you're allowing folks to get in, but like the discernment of understanding what is an ancestral trauma mm. that may still keep presenting itself in your physical reality because they're trying to connect with you, bro, is the thing. Like, you know, like they're trying to free yourself from something that they never free from. Um, and they not always through like this channel necessarily or this kind of channel that you do, but all to say, I have done an extreme amount of work on the brain. Um, I really do believe that hereditary conditions are um, epigenetic, stagnant points of ancestral blockage. It's like really what I believe. So I've always been pursuing the work that way. And um, as is something that we will be finding out in a very large way, I think will be hard for the collective great but we will be ready when it comes up is um just the reality of incest what that is mm. and the of how you know we've been for generations especially white folks and everywhere but especially this like delivering from the, um as initiated by an abuser or as like initiated still by yourself to keep yourself safe from such a deep trauma and such a confusing and strange uh dark directive um my really just to uh around the pituitary because a lot of what happens with incest um and not just incest but pedophilia and any sort of like false action of sexual energy begins a lot with in the pituitary gland Mm. and over sexual is sort of real you know and it makes it on folks it doesn't mean that those are even forgivable, and that's understandable. I've experienced it myself. But what's happening there psychologically is that that gland, like you're saying, you said to me, it's so refreshing to see that that pathway is clear for you. And it's like, that's been the one that hasn't been clear. That's what my yeah. ancestors were getting me to clear specifically so yeah. that I could also communicate here like this on this podcast that like, this is, this is yeah. brain work, y'all. Like if you're, pituitary gland gets disturbed and you don't get to experience sexuality in a healthy way before the age of 12, there could be events that occur, misalignments in your brain, um, in the wrong place that collects where like acted to something hella childlike, there's really weird trauma there and the development didn't happen. And like we have psychological understanding for how this works with narcissistic personality disorder. BPD, and like, we, it's a conversation that's going to start happening for mentioning the pituitary gland, because we all deserve yeah. a free We do. Yeah. I can it's see. Been coming up. It's been coming up a lot. It's been coming up a lot in my world um, and in my past as well. Mm-hmm. You know, folks, I'm working um, this conversation, my own healing journey, and, like, some of the hands-on modalities that I had some of the most intense healing crises with were cranial sacral work and really subtle energy and myofascial work around my cranium and my cervical and like clearing those pathways. It It's subtle, but damn. <laughs> damn. I like, I love it. Yeah. I love it that you can say like it's subtle because that's what I've experienced with most folks, even when I work with them. That like back to me that like in the brain, there's kind of delay period where it's like catch up, you integrate. There's an integration wow. process, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, yeah. it's all working, but like 
I'm the kind of I'm the kind of bitch that like goes to the chiropractor, <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. oh my god, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And it's this, and it's this, and people are like, the receptionist is always like, or the people in the waiting room are like, what, what is it with you? Like, how is it? And I'm like, <laughs> like instantaneously, because it's been so yeah. much. I mean, you've known me like for since the time that my tick started, which was just like this, you know. And yeah. it's gotten better, but really, what it is is like, I'm just trying You're adjusting to, yourself. Yeah, I'm trying to move yeah. those plates around, and I know what I'm doing, but folks are just like, oh, she has a tick, and it's like, it's okay. Can I tell you about that too? Something coming through. So, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, but in uh, myofascial release, one of the things that you learn is how to open basically your fascial network. It's this liquid crystal matrix that is like, um, uh, it's kind of, it's almost like you could think of it almost like uh, this body or like the the satellites of the body that allow it's like it's it's what allows you to communicate at light speed within your physical form but it also weighs the source energy and and channel energy within your body like as a as a mechanism and so working to 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 dip to drop into that and and open it it like i have this visual of of like a um a satellite or a, a spaceship in space, like opening one of those golden uh, sails that allows for it to to reflect and collect that solar energy. Right, that it's like it's like releasing your golden sail. <laughs> it's, it's dropping into your your fascial network and and being able to unwind. And that's not your your natural inner knowing, your body's knowing of how you need to move to heal and release energy and move energy the way that it needs to. And when I'm in that state, I'm still fully conscious. Like I can tell myself, like I'm like I'm aware right now that I could totally go into an unwinding because I'm fully tapped in, but I don't, I often though will yawn as well. But there's that feeling that like, if I allow myself, then I can, anytime I'm in that space, I can start moving and, and, you know, it's so, I just look down, there's an ant on my paper. And he's just like, super zen, just sitting there, hanging out. And I wonder how long he's been there. Um, But I forget why I started talking about that. Oh, because when you're moving, that's your innate knowing of what you need to do to heal yourself. And it's one of those things as well, we're taught in school, be still, don't oh. fidget, you know? And that's how we talk about neurodivergent. That's how as kids we learn, you know, you have to move, you gotta move that energy through. And, and you know, so this is, if you needed it, this is your permission slip to just be weird. <laughs> and move your body as you feel you need to and trust that you do know. You do know how to move. You do know how to heal yourself. Ooh, I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute now. And this <laughs> is the coolest part about the psychic medium where have me certain come from this world in a different way. And might I just say, y'all, that I don't know if is doing the myofascial work anymore, but you opened up my entire being with like the couple of sessions that we did, and un helped me understand that I was already doing that work, but I felt so weird about it because it is fluid mm, and it is a really yeah. whole thing. Um, but through the years and while you were talking about that, I could see that like, oh, there is a direct like point of origin connection to the fascial body to the pituitary gland. I mean, obviously that must be true in some sort of way, but is that part of like the big study of the things? Because I can feel now that like, you know, my pituitary gland and then my amygdala on the right side of my body and that's what's been blocked oh they're communicating with each other well this is why i'm getting down like whoa <laughs> <laughs> holy crap okay so what i'm hearing right now is that i just have the, of the way my parents communicate and i'm keeping that there and and that's still communicating with my fashion 
sometimes and that's like the remainder of my anxiety because i've worked through so much anxiety that like i could be having a panic attack or an anger attack just live and no one knows because i'm like uh-huh uh-huh i'm just sitting in safe i think oh shit better than sex it is when you get that when you get that release it's amazing <laughs> for some reason, I mean, not for some reason. That's my. Is this weird? For some reason, spirit is telling uh -huh. me. But spirit is just, I guess, the collective needs to know that that traveling pathway between your pituitary, what's happening in your brain, but specifically that one to your right amygdala. Because listen how fast I'm talking right now, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I had a big coffee, but there's something else there. It's the speed. It's the speed of my parents hiding a secret. Is that more? Oh, I've got seven generations of parents hiding secrets and then using their system of communication. Think about that. Both ancestral work and music, because often we use in a way to, to hinder. That's white supremacy, colonialism. You know, we start using yes. to box people in. Yeah. But even before that, because um, I know you got Celtic people. There's a yeah. Where it's like. And straightforward from spirit. First of all, did you know that Pangea, when it was Pangea, the Scottish Highlands and the Blue Ridge Appalachia are. I didn't know that. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Yeah, so you're with your ancestors. I feel, like, I feel so emotional to hear you say that. Like immediately, I just, I, I feel yeah. like crying. To you because they're like, finally, someone let her know that it's like. You, you've done all the work. Um, oh, geez. Um, we used to use music with your ancestors. Like, you know, um, when civilizations, especially, uh, I have a lot of Celtic ancestry. And just lately, like the Celtic folks, if any of y'all are out there, she hasn't had a book of reading with me, it's just y'all are coming up to be healed in such a big way. And like, we really used to use music food magic, um, and, and mm. ritual as a way to connect with each other and to communicate with each other. There's so yeah. much that I'm doing when I'm singing a song to y'all. And like, it can be pure, or it can be personal, or it can be, like that communication container allows us all to get the version that we need from it. So like the church starts coming in historically and yeah. and before that, you know, already ravaging the world. But that's what, change that communication in the brain mm -hmm. to a point where we our dna has become ratified radicalized that people think stolen but really what it is it's like it's a grand grand like we don't have to communicate through this box we are already communicating and it's free and easy and for you yeah um i don't a lot of what spirit tells me it's like it's between six and eight generations ago that the catholic church really fully infiltrated yeah. uh, oh and i just got a big breeze and like celtic energy really speaks uh yeah. through the wind especially so they're saying that you and I, by just being here and occupying the space, but I'm also going to physically clear eight generations of this disconnect in the collective so that we can all start communicating again as ourselves because mm. this has been, um, I think, a particular in the last few years. Um, this disconnect, it's like whiteness has us all fucked up. Yeah. Especially white folks. And there is this idea that, like, being free in our bodies, moving, um, being joyful is not something that we actually have. Yeah. Actually pieces of shit. And unless we conform and bow down to every other cultural identity, then we, and it's like, that's actually yeah. addiction. It's separation. And separation is trauma. Like that, when I really, all of the work I've done through the years, when I really look at it, that's what trauma is. And there's so many layers and levels to that. And it's one of the reasons why connecting with you, OM, connecting with this community, being ourselves, like connection 
is where we heal. A human, I've been saying lately, but yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, I want to, I would love to, uh, speaking of connection, have you share how our listeners connect with you and receive your amazing work and find your music. So please, how how can folks connect with you? Awesome. So y'all, my name is Om. That's just O-M. My last name is Quilio. That's a porcupine quill with an I-O at the L-I-O. That name is everywhere. Also, you can find uh, my new EP, Evergreen, which was literally a transmission specifically for recalibrating folks to um, being able to process climate change and all of the isms and institutions that we are ultimately freeing ourselves from, but it may not feel like it right now. So that EP is on there. Um, on Instagram, that's where I do most the direct outs uh, in terms of communicating with y'all as a, as a total whole and collective. I have a link tree link there. Um, my handle is your with the R-E. I'm not a grammar elitist. Y-O-U-R-E underscore home underscore home. Um, so you can look, find me there on Instagram. Uh, and I have a link tree there with ways to book readings with me, ways to order songs from me, ways to listen to my music. It is literally all right there. And I will link all of those podcast episode notes. Yay. How exciting. Thank you so much for coming into this space and sharing your story and being open and, and fully present and vulnerable with us. I just, I love you so much. It's so good to see you. I'm like, I feel like so feeling all the feels. I'm so grateful to Spirit for connecting us years ago. And it's been an absolute honor to witness your journey as your friend, as um, a listener of your music. And I'm going to say this to you, Om, and to all of our listeners. In closing, you're doing the best you can where you're at with what you've got. And I love you.